Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Showing Up, a mini podcast by Mama Strong, which we really like to consider the imperfect human guide. No, we have to start over. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hi, everybody. It's Courtney and Jaya, and we're here with another episode of our mini podcast, Showing Up. And this mini podcast is focused on messy habits, attempts at habits that could help our life (laughs) doing that in a way that is actually feasible and sustainable. Um, Along with that, this podcast circles around our monthly themes here in Mama Strong, or sorry, our monthly challenges. I messed it up, but it's it's okay. I'm going to keep going. Our monthly challenges (laughs) and the challenges each have a theme and we break that theme down um, here in this mini podcast. So this month, what is our challenge theme, Jaya? Our challenge theme for August is sleep WTF. And, and this yes. week it's about reparenting because so much about sleep is connected to our experiences as parents. Yeah. And last week we were kind of talking about experts. And I think what we both came to was like, oh, this all comes back to reparenting. That's really the expert advice we need. And of course, that's a big bucket. No, it's a rabbit hole of stuff. And so we're like, (laughs) let's talk about it. So I think today we want to each kind of talk about what we, what we think reparenting is. And then we're going to attempt to reparent some of our, our sleep behaviors together here Mm -hmm. and then test them out and come back next week and kind of wrap it up. But, um, Okay, so what you start, Jaya, because I would okay. start. You start. Okay. <laughs> what is <laughs> what is reparenting to you? What do you understand it to be? Well, I guess, you know, for me as a person who's been in therapy for at least some portion of my adult life, like it's it's kind of a bigger idea of um choosing and working on being the thing to yourself that probably that you didn't have growing up or, or that you're, you know, not able to access as an adult for whatever reason for the circumstances Mm. of your life. So, and Mm. with sleep, it's like, you know, I feel like as parents, I know that some people have kids that sleep well, and it's relatively easy. I have not met a lot of these people. I have mostly (laughs) met people who have had the most epic experiences with kids sleep. And so You know, I think so much about sleep is filtered through our experiences of parenting another human and like how hard that was and what it, how it felt, how, how anxious, how anxiety producing it was about them, about their sleep, but then also about what it did to our own sleep. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think of reparenting as like being, being the thing to yourself that you either didn't have or don't have for whatever Mm. reason. Totally. Man. Yes. I think for me, it's exactly that as well. Um, And also, I guess I use my experience with, okay, so for me, reparenting is, and I'll use my experience, but um, reparenting is this idea of moving from this reaction to life to responses and having that sort of like 
ability to have a bird's eye view and have a gap between Mm. impulse and action. And in that gap, I begin to make decisions that make my life work or like Mm -hmm. keep things somewhat healthy rather than the reaction, which typically might solve something very quickly, but in the long run doesn't. And I know for a fact as a kid, I was not taught that I wasn't parented in that gap. I, and I think a lot of us, especially with our parents' generation, I think we were all, not all, a lot of us were left alone to figure out how to manage that gap. And we came up with interesting childlike ways a lot of times to do that. So I always come back to my experience with alcohol as a way to understand how this can be resolved because my reaction to most of my life before getting sober was to immediately have a craving, like an intense mm-hmm. craving for alcohol mm-hmm. or substances like Vicodin and whatever else I was addicted to. Like my reaction to life was that, and I didn't know how to have a space in between. And what I now understand is like a craving or response usually only lasts 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry, right. a craving or reaction lasts like 20 minutes. If you can get through that 20 minutes, you have a lot more room in your brain to then have a, a response that's healthier. But yeah. for most of my adult life, that reaction was so fast. And I would just like hit the F it button and be like, F it. Yes. <laughs> now I'm going to do this thing. It's going to feel good. I deserve it. Blah, 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 blah. And so my only tool for life was substances Mm. and that just then erases more and more of that gap and that responsibility, right? Like you just don't have it anymore. So I think in the healing of that, um, because I've been able to heal that relationship, I know it's possible to heal other areas of my life, like sleep that also have a bit of the effort button Mm -hmm. and I'm also able to see how sleep is really complex, like the decisions around sleep, because what happened with alcohol is like those choices became more and more obvious. Like it started to destroy my life. And as we all know, bottoms are really significantly important to change Mm -hmm. in any type of addictive behavior. So like eventually, inevitably with substance use, like it stops you stopping able to manage it and it explodes and your life implodes and it's the exposure is clear. (laughs) And with sleep and parenting, it's really hard because that exposure doesn't happen the same way publicly. Like it's going to take a long time and it usually is just going to like affect my life or, or inside the house, like me losing my temper or me being like, not the parent I want to be, or me getting sick. It's like, it's much easier to hide that sort of thing. So I don't have the same sort of like exposure to it um, that I did with other things. So for me with, with reparenting sleep stuff, I've been thinking a lot about getting really clear and honest with myself about the benefit and the cost of the behavior Mm. and the benefit of staying up late and not getting enough sleep for me has always been a couple things. One is I don't love being a primary caretaker 
taking care of kids is a beautiful thing and it's a privilege and I love my children. And at the same time, I also like to say and have the room to say like, I don't love that day-to-day existence. It's not extraordinarily fulfilling for me, which I used to carry a lot of shame about. But Mm. because of that, I'm not getting like all the nutrients I need as a person during the day. So that is partly what happens. I'm like trying to capture that at night. So that's the Mm -hmm. benefit. The other benefit I think is, I think being really tired helps me feel more numb during the day to these experiences and others. Like I'm less able to be present. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of what alcohol did for me. It was like this weird thing of like wanting to manage life and be present, but at the same time, not be present at all. Yeah. Um, And so I think lack of sleep puts me in the same sort of weird space that's not connected, but still there. It kind of does the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a bad coping skill to to regulate. And so then the cost though, after having had two weeks recently of good sleep, I now see very clearly sleep, not enough sleep and sleep deprivation has an extraordinarily negative effect on my day-to-day existence and my access to joy. And the cost is so much bigger than the benefits I just described. Just like I finally realized with alcohol uh, or other things, it's like, okay, it's obvious. Yeah. Um, so the, the reparenting for me about the, is like sitting there going, okay, let's wait out. <laughs> let's mm-hmm. actually look at this behavior and say like, how is this helping you? Is it helping you? What's the cost? How can we play the tape out a little bit more mm. and make some new decisions that are more in the response rather than reaction and then be loving and see, like you said before, like then figure out that this behavior is actually rebellious and a little bit love and like loving in a weird way that you don't expect. Um, anyway, I know that was rambly, but that is my, that's my thinking around reparenting this behavior in particular. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious if we look at it from that lens, Mm -hmm. what for you is the benefit of not getting enough sleep? Yeah. Um, or going to bed late. Yeah. So when we did the episode about revenge, bedtime procrastination, I like, I did a deep dive (laughs) on thinking about, and I wrote about this too in the, in the group, like uh, thinking about the, just the whole concept of revenge, because it's such a funny word to attach to this thing that feels like we're having fun, you know? (laughs) And like, when you stay up late, it's like calling it revenge just seems strange. And, And I'd always sort of thought of it as like, and I'm sure this is, this is true for, for lots of people that the reason the word revenge is stuck in there is because we almost feel like we're getting revenge on our, on our day or on our family in some sense of like, it's, you know, or on our jobs where it's like, it's taken, our day has taken so much out of us that now we're going to like get back at the day by taking this time (laughs) for ourselves. And I think that's super relevant and that's probably true a lot of the time. Um, And that in and of itself is like a type of benefit, you know, like feeling like you're reclaiming something that, has been draining. I went a bit deeper on this and thinking about it for myself and realized that there's actually almost like a, and this is a benefit. (laughs) It won't sound like one, but 
there's something <laughs> that I get out of feeling like I'm denying myself. Okay, mm-hmm. so wait, not not denying myself something, but I am taking myself from a world that doesn't care for me in the way that I wish it would. Okay, so yeah. what I mean <laughs> yeah. is like, I know when I stay up late, I'm like, oh, I'm going to maybe be a mess tomorrow. And I kind of don't like go down that path of like, what will that feel like? What will that be like for me? There's sort of this idea of, you know, and this is related to like things happening around women's rights and reproductive rights and everything else in the world that is so overpowering in my psyche right now that there's a part of me that feels like I want to deny my rested self from the world. Yes. And it's like, here's a world that is saying you are a parent you are a mother you know like you need to be all these things and that bigger sense of you know quote unquote mothering that like the bigger the bigger sense where it's like the world wants all mothers to be mothers to everyone do you know what I mean it's like yeah that you you sacrifice you take care of everything you are you are the caregiver Um, Mm -hmm. there's a part of me that wants to take that back from the entire world. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, Because I don't feel like, especially in this country, that any care is given back to me. Yeah. Um, Yes. So that is like super big, but that's where my brain went with it. And when I started thinking like that, I was like, yes. Yeah. This is so what it is for me because... It doesn't, the benefit, you know, the benefit for me, it's like, yes, it's fun to be in, to have quiet. It's fun to feel like I'm an autonomous person. Like these are benefits Mm. for sure. Um, But there's just something deeper. And that was when it kind of started to feel more productive when I had that realization. Cause I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is really powerful. And I can now pivot to thinking about when I do that, what is the actual end result? <laughs> and yeah, the actual, because now you're now you're yeah. understanding that the revenge is actually a rejection of yeah. something that doesn't fit and that you didn't a definition you didn't ask for and a, a burden that you didn't that you didn't expect. And so exactly. it's a rejection, a rejection of that and a statement against it. Um, right. That feels really useful. Right. That's so true. Yeah. And then ultimately the cost is that I am drained. I am physically drained. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that satisfaction of like getting back at at the world doesn't really happen, of course, from me staying up and watching TV all night. Um, Right. The the cost is is solely to me and my well-being. And so having that realization really made, made the cost more clear to me and also made the need more clear to me, which Mm -hmm. is to feel like I am rejecting an expectation. I'm rejecting, uh, I'm rejecting some, I'm rejecting a culture that takes from me and does not give to me. And I can do that without destroying myself. (laughs) I mean, I, yeah. I, that's the goal. That's the need, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, that's I, where I went with it. 
I'm, this is so helpful because I think it really does diminish the behavior and then make it something that we keep doing when we just say it's like, oh, we need autonomy because that is right. one layer of it. But totally. I, just like you said, it doesn't entirely make sense. It's just like with my other behaviors, like I mentioned with alcohol, it's like, it's never the alcohol. It's never about just getting a break. It's like right. a very, very deep thing that you have to work through. And like, when you discover what the thing is underneath, you're like, oh my God, this is. Yep. And then your work becomes learning how to still deal with the presence of all the things you can't control. And, but then be awake for your life. Yes. Like that is the whole focus of sobriety is like, Hey, (laughs) we're not changing any of this. How do you find your center and what you need, even if things don't change? And how do you be awake? How do you stay awake? And I think also, interestingly, with a teenager in the house, what you're describing is relevant to reparenting because it's normal developmentally for teenagers right around 15, 14, maybe even earlier to begin staying up really late at night. And the reason they do that they've shown is because from a developmental standpoint, that's the exact time in their lifespan where they need to begin to individuate and to pull away from the pack in order to survive on their own. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the only time that their brains know that they can do that is after dinner, when the day is closing up and they know, I mean, at least in modern day, right. They, they know that during the day, they're doing a lot of the shoulds that they need Uh to do. And, um, the only time they're getting to really practice their, their individuation is in the nighttime, (laughs) like when everything is quiet. And so I think of when you're talking, I was thinking of how I parent Ella through that. And I give her a really long, long leash is what I say. And I don't mean to say Mm -hmm. she's on a leash, but with parenting in general, I always kind of say, Hey, I'm not going to get in your way. I'm not interested in a power struggle here, but I am going to be a guide when it comes to like, you knowing that you have some decisions about who you're going to be in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm here for. And, um, so I let her make a lot of mistakes, you know, and I, I try to remind her she needs to go to bed, but I understand the power of that urge that even if I get in the way of that, she's going to find it anyway. And in fact, it might actually accelerate that behavior a little bit. Yeah. And it comes down to trust too, in ourselves and in our kids that like, if we begin to meet that need of individuation, we might need it less in destructive ways. Mm-hmm. It's like during the day, if we are able to admit that like the life we have as caretakers isn't satisfying or fulfilling, but yet we love our kids and we love our roles. Um, if we're able to make room for that and mm-hmm. to say, Hey, society isn't, this society isn't set up to really support me being an entire person. Mm-hmm. Um, And then we're able to make some room in our jobs and our personal lives to play and to be rebellious during the day when we are awake. Right. I think that could go a long way, but we don't have it right now because it's this double bind where we're not supposed to talk about it. We're not supposed to say like, I don't find primary caretaking to be very fulfilling. (laughs) Like, You're not supposed to say that because it, 
it's like takes away from your your love of being a mother and your quality of being a mother but what if like both exist and we have room to say like I'm a great mom I'm here for it I'm so glad to be here for it and at the same time me individually I need these other things as well and maybe you don't like not everybody's the same but being able to claim your space while being a caretaker and then yes. finding ways, small ways to edge into that. If it means that you're taking an hour off of work to be like, this is my playtime to do whatever I want to do. Cause none of this is really satisfying me. Um, I think you just make room for it. I'd be curious if we had it during the day, if we would still do it at night. This is also just thinking about all of it together is so interesting because, um, well, first of all, I was thinking about how, like, I was a super, super rebellious, like, like in a band teenager. And I, I mean, what you're mm. talking about with Ella, I'm like, I remember that. Like, I, I totally yeah. did that, you know? Yeah. And it does yeah. feel like a similar thing now, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But also just, you know, what you were saying about, like, we're not supposed to say the part about our, our shoulds all day are not satisfying to us. Like, teenagers can say that to some extent if it's safe in their family to say that or you know if they have the space to like push back but then once we're parents it's like there is an expectation that we don't name our 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 lack of satisfaction with that role um and that is so much bigger and deeper (laughs) than we could ever get into in this podcast um but it does feel like that's a big part of it too, of just like, we're not, you know, the, the, the bind that we're in, especially as, you know, folks socialized female and having kids and parenting is if we aren't satisfied with this, if we have, you know, if we express whatever it is, if we express, you know, crappy feelings, it's like the, the criticism that we get is just so Mm. profound. Um, and you know, the questioning of our, of our ability to parent and things like that. And it's so, there's so much that isn't fair and isn't balanced. Um, and it does feel like that's, that is what, that's what I'm reacting to when I deny myself sleep. Um, right. And I mean, if you were to line it up, I'd be so, cause I know when I was gone and in Cape Cod, like I wasn't doing anything big during the day and I was still working a little bit and still had stressors, but I had no problem tucking myself in. I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like, oh, I should watch this. I should do this and whatever. And it made me think that just like we've learned with food and, you know, fuel here in mom strong, like if you don't get enough nutrients during the day, whatever nutrient it is at night, before you go to bed, your brain and your body is like, I need to get this nutrient before we close up the day. So I'm going to send you some intense cravings. (laughs) There's a balance sheet in your head, whether or not you accept it or, you know, want to look at it, it's there. (laughs) It has to be. And so this has to be, it has to be a neurochemical thing as well, where we're not getting enough of something and being able to talk about it individually, because not everybody's going to fall into this. There's some people who feel very satisfied by their existence for a variety of very individual reasons. And there just has to be room to be like, for reasons individual to me, 
that no one else can see, maybe my brain, maybe my situation. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not getting enough dopamine. I'm not getting right. enough of something that I need for me. And so of course I'm craving it at night because I, totally. I'm struggling to just tuck myself in where I did not struggle with that when I was yeah. gone. Was it nature? Was it vitamin D? Was it right? Like, I don't know. Um, but I think that's the reparenting thing. Cause as parents at the end of the day, if our kids say to us, like, I'm really, really hungry or whatever, we're not going to be like, what the F? I mean, maybe we've been taught to say that to them, but it's right. like, <laughs> you're not going to judge them on their lack of fulfillment of the day. You know, it's just totally. Yeah. Well, this has all made me realize that I've been thinking of reparenting as, you know, trying to apply like the strategies that we use on our toddlers and young kids to myself, but actually Mm. I need to be talking to the teenager me. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed, Jaya. I just yeah. got chills when you said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting, yeah. that's, that is actually very helpful to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we are in that space. Mm-hmm. Well, we leave you with lots to think about. And um, <laughs> we want to remind you that everything we say here is our own personal experience. And we are aware that not everybody comes to the table with the same struggles around sleep. And Jaya and I, a lot of times, match up on these things. And if you don't hear yourself in here, please share with us. We're not trying to leave out your experience. Um, 100%. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we have particular lives with work from home type situations and <laughs> yeah, exactly. not everybody has that situation. Yeah. Anyway, we'll um, check in next week and see maybe what it feels like to reparent this feeling, this teenage yeah. feeling. Yep. Uh, All right. We'll see you next time. Next week. Bye. Bye.